0: Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, broadcasting live from Clearwater, Florida at the ASCII Edge event for 2023. So, I am joined by one of the keynote speakers and somebody who did an absolutely fantastic job on stage. It's probably going to get mauled later today. Brittany Hodak is here. Brittany, how are you?
1: Hey, Marv. I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you?
0: I am doing good.
1: I hope I'm not going to get mold. That sounds (laughs) painful.
0: Well, I can tell you this. Your your books are probably going to run out, so you're probably going to (laughs) have a bunch of requests on how to get books.
1: Well, everybody can find books on Amazon or their favorite local bookstore.
0: Okay. So let me do this for a lot of the listeners who weren't able to attend, and let's do just a quick introduction of who you are and what your company is.
1: Sure. So I'm Brittany. I'm a keynote speaker and an author, and I have been so excited to partner with the ASCII group to do the ASCII Edge events this year because... It's just such an amazing community. So much great information. I'm here talking about customer experience and how you can differentiate yourself based on the way you build your business's customer experience brand. So I talk about creating super fans who are really just customers who create more customers and all of the things that MSPs can do to make more of them.
0: All right. Now, is your company called the super fan company?
1: So, I had a company called the Superfan Company that I actually sold. Oh. Uh, that, that's a whole other story. It was a lot of fun. I founded the company when I was 26. Okay. I got to work with all kinds of amazing uh, celebrities and brands, people like Dolly Parton and Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and Walmart and Amazon. I went on Shark Tank uh, promoting that company, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then I ultimately sold it because I realized that I loved speaking and I loved helping small and mid sized businesses really create their own superfans. Using some of the same principles that entertainers can use to go from a commodity provider to a category of one. So now my my company is just Superfans LLC, and it's just me speaking and writing.
0: Okay. Wow. That was interesting. I just tried to do a little quick research on, and that's what came up. So.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we, it was, I ran the company for almost eight years. I scaled it from a tiny little startup to an eight figure business with almost 20 employees. And mm. like I said, working with some of the biggest brands and celebrities on the world. So I'm very proud of all the work. Well,
0: that I congratulations there. there. And it must've been a great experience being on Shark Tank.
1: It was a lot of fun. You know, what was really interesting about that was we got recruited. Like I got a call one day from a casting director who said, do you want come on Shark Tank. Oh. And I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds so That's fun. how
0: they do it. Oh, interesting.
1: That's, yeah, you can also apply to be on the show. They have um, open like casting goals. Um, and I know a lot of people who've been on the show because they did an open audition. But I also know a few people who got a call from somebody saying, hey, we think your story would be great.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's talk about what you did here. So you were the keynote speaker this morning and talked about how we could create super fans, of course, for our from our perspective, that's really about how can we turn our customers into superfans. And you talked about we are living in an experience economy. Sounds great. Can we do a quick rundown of what that actually means for the listeners who missed it?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, if you think about the history of the United States, for a long time, we were a manufacturing economy. It was all about the products. And then it sort of transformed to services, service businesses, service providers, even, you know, MSP, right? Service right there in the, in the name. Um, but now we're living in a world where it's difficult to separate the products from the services. They've sort of meshed into this one bigger category, which is all about experience. And that's why I say it's an experience economy. People care about the way it feels to do business with you. It's not just about the service. It's about how the service makes you feel. So when you understand that, when you know that you know, the, the the fact that you have a smile is just as important as, you know, the, the outcome of the service uh, because people are looking at it all as one. They're looking at it as part of the experience. And if you know that and if you build a business based on how do I create an amazing experience, your customers are going to want to come back and they're going to tell their friends.
0: So part of us. We're sitting at our table. I'll just talk about our table in the back. And we were mentioning, okay, we've kind of heard this before, but it wasn't, you know, put together in in this nice, uniform, sustainable, repeatable process. I mean, we know that we should treat our customers a little better than everybody else. But a lot of times we struggle with how do we do that? And you gave some examples that were just absolutely fantastic, you know, going from chewy.com. Uh, experience and the, the airline experience. So in terms of you explaining that, is there a type of like package we can do based on your supermodel <laughs> that is something that we can all take away um, and just do on our own?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Marv. And in my book, I try to lay out a system that is repeatable, that people can follow, that that you can teach your employees, Uh, because you're right. Everything I'm saying is stuff that people have heard before. I opened my book with a forward by a gentleman named Shep Hyken, who's become just a wonderful friend and mentor to me. Um, He's written several customer service and customer experience books, but in the forward. He tells the story about the world's oldest known customer complaint letter. And it's almost 4,000 years old. It's in the British Museum. It was a guy who was complaining to his copper ore vendor that he had sold him something that, like, wasn't high quality. And now he was, like, ducking his calls. So this guy literally, like, carved it in a tablet in cuneiform, sent it across Mesopotamia, like, in a caravan with camels to, like, say to the dude, like, how dare you? And it's so great because the you know the letter exists now. But what's funny about it is that the things he were, was complaining about four thousand years ago are the same complaints people have today. It was you didn't do what you said, and I feel like you're not treating me with the respect that I deserve. So none of the things that I talk about are new information. But as humans, we have a way of overcomplicating things, right? It's like how do we lose weight? Well, we lose weight by eating your calories then you know we burn and by, you know, drinking water and sleeping well and moving our bodies. But like we've found a bazillion ways to complicate that, right? right? Customer experience is the same. We all know what we should do, but there's a disconnect between knowing it and doing it. Mm. So with this supermodel, I encourage people to use what I call intentional experience design. Look at the experience that your customers are having with your employees, with your brand, figure out the ones that have the potential to matter the most. How can you elevate them either from a bad experience to a good experience or from like an okay experience to an incredible experience. And if you can do that three or four times along a customer's journey, they're going to remember and they're going to want to come back and experience it again because those high points will be the things that they remember and, you know, start to think of when they think of your business.
0: Okay. Now, obviously, coming and speaking at an event like this and, you know, you did a really good job of knowing your audience. I'll say that first of all because you you tailor a lot of the stuff to the MSP and tech world. Uh, Do you actually get recruited, you know, like the Walmart still, even though you sold that company, but are you being recruited to just come in and help a company, you know, design that for themselves? I mean, cause I got to imagine, yeah, we'll get your book. Yeah. We'll check you out, you know, um, but we may need you to come in and specifically help us design that, you know, that plan. Are you, are you still getting those requests?
1: I am. And I am so excited that I now have a way to To honor those requests, I do something that I call intentional experience design days, which is me sort of. Stepping alongside business owners and saying, If I were in your shoes, here's what I would consider doing and why. And then here's how I would track it to see if it's working, measure the success, hmm. measure the impactfulness. So, yes, anybody who's interested in an experience design day with me, um, just reach out and Brittany at BrittanyHodak.com and we can talk about what that looks like and what some of the benefits are both internally with your employees and externally with your customers.
0: All right, we're going to have to make sure we get uh, the link to not just your email, but to your website. Uh, are you still doing the podcast?
1: I am. I have a podcast called Creating Superfans. Um everything's called the same thing. My newsletter, my <laughs> podcast, my book, it's all about creating superfans. I want people to hear that message and and remember it. So, uh yes, I do have a podcast season 2 will be launching in about 6 weeks.
0: All right. have to get the link to that as well. So, you're from Nashville? I am. Not from Florida. Uh you mentioned your visits here to Legoland with the kids and stuff. How's your visit been this time?
1: It's been fantastic. I'm so glad that it's it's now sunny. It was, <laughs> was so rainy, say,
0: even with all the rain.
1: Yeah, no, it's so pretty. I wanna I wanna go down to the beach because we're close to the beach, right? We are. Yeah, I wanna go down and check it out.
0: Okay, You're gonna go down there and take a selfie and send it to your family back home. <laughs> yes. See what you're missing.
1: <laughs> I I get to be in Orlando twice this month. In addition to being here and what do we call it? St. Pete, Tampa, Clearwater, Clearwater officially, yeah, Clearwater, officially. okay. Um, yeah, I get to I get to come to the great state of Florida three times this month, nice. and the third time I'm bringing my family along, so okay. we're going to go to SeaWorld and maybe Magic Kingdom for a day or two, Beautiful. so it'll be a blast.
0: Beautiful. Well, Brittany, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes uh, to come over and, and hang with me, and you're going to have a lot of questions later. Hopefully, we can get you back and do a full podcast and, you know, dig a little deeper into it, I hope Hope you say yes
1: anytime, Uncle Barb. <laughs> right. The answer is always yes okay. to you. Thank you for letting me hang out with you and do a little quick one. And yes, this is like the the preview, so yes. to be continued.
0: Sweet, sweet. All right, folks, there you have it. Brittany Hodak, keynote speaker here at ASCII Edge in Clearwater, and uh, we look forward to having her back in the show. That's it. I'll be back with another interview here on Media <laughs> okay. Row. And until then, holla.